Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maddie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose, one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are going to live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal, and we're going to get after it starting right now. Okay, peeps, this is the part of the show that I get to give you my big old virtual hug and thank you for reviewing the podcast, My Labor of Love. You guys, seriously, these ratings and reviews mean the world to me. All right, so this one, this five-star review comes from Christy W. And Christy says, Maudie's podcast on anxiety is timely as many people find themselves facing unprecedented stressors. Maudie has the ability to take a serious mental health issue like anxiety and give practical strategies to use in daily interactions. Maudie shares with a level of transparency regarding her experiences with anxiety in her family, which allow other women to give a voice to their own struggles. Maudie is smart, sincere, and gets to the heart of an issue in each of her episodes. I always feel I have a takeaway and practical solutions to put into action after listening to each episode. Keep up the good work. Oh my goodness, Christy W., thank you so much for reviewing the podcast and specifically for reviewing episode 53. If you haven't listened to this episode, I highly recommend going back. The interview I do with Kelly O'Gara is spot on, especially as Christy mentions, because right now more than ever, we need to discuss mental health in a non-stigmatized way. I am so grateful for this review, Uh, Christy. Thank you so very much. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave me a five-star review and I'll make sure to give you a shout out on a future episode. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. You are in, I should say we, we are in for a special treat today because I have my husband, Tom Wollner, here as a guest to keep it real and talk about an experience we recently just had. Uh, I've never even considered having Tom on the podcast until recently, and I posted uh, an episode last week about when you keep doing the same thing over and over, you don't grow, you don't change, nothing gets better. So here we go, trying something differently. Tom says he's nervous. Are you nervous? Are we live right now? <laughs> We're live. Here we go. Let's do this. USA, USA. <laughs> Hello, all of my friends out there in the world with their webs. Yes. I. <laughs> wish that we were uh, live on video for everybody to see the thumbs up for our impression. High five. Um, okay. <laughs> High five. Aya uh, had the brilliant idea that Tom does the interview 100% in a Borat impression and it's going well so far. <laughs> so far. Um, 
why don't you take just a minute and introduce yourself other than uh, my husband? What is relevant about you, Tom Wolner? Yeah. So uh, my name's Tom. I was uh, born in uh, 1980. <laughs> Perfect. I think that's good. Uh, I think we're good there. Should be it. Yep. Um, yeah. So older. I'm older. Older than who? I'm just kidding, dude. I don't know. I was basing, my, basing it off 1981. Mm. No, I am your husband, and that's what I like to be known by. So that's what right. people can call me. What do you do for work? About. What do you do for work? I fly a corporate jet and uh, I fly some people wherever they want to go. Mm-hmm. And what do you and do for fun? I like to go to Mount Baker and go snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything and everything you tell me to, drill sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start coughing if you keep making me laugh. Was that, that remind me, is that like Forrest Gump? I saw that on TikTok. Oh, it's, uh, I don't do TikTok for our listeners and everybody else in the family does TikTok and then they talk about it and TikTok bond behind my back. All right. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to have you on the podcast because I think we just went through a really shitty experience, AKA like Maui Wowie vacation from hell. And mm. I'm really proud of how we got through it. And I think that when we, share our stories, especially the tough ones, not the super fun, awesome stories. It allows other people to see like life isn't just Instagram worthy. And, you know, we fumble (laughs) our way through and make the best of it as best we can. Yeah. I'd say that's what you have to do. Make the best of it. Silver linings. I know all that stuff. You know, you can just, you can try to make the best of all that stuff and still look back and go, man, Still would have loved to have been in Hawaii. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Okay. Well, let's recap what happened and just kind of go through rehash. Let's rehash. So we had this. Oh my God. How long do we have this vacation plan for? I mean, well, in- it was all these vacations always change with uh, stupid COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was originally supposed to be a couple of different Jimmy Buffett concerts. You and I are supposed to go to Florida. Mm-hmm. for a couple of days ahead of the kids they were all going to be on separate flights and meet us in orlando to do some disneyland and more jimmy buffett that so it was a florida fun. thing but we skipped out on florida and switched it to maui <clears throat> used some of my points scored the western kind of alley whatever you want to call it <laughs> weren't we going somewhere and, uh, before florida though wasn't it supposed to be somewhere else i don't remember to be honest I with feel... you i don't think so but maybe no yeah. i thought Okay. I I, sure. I, I, we remember. we've rescheduled so many fucking flights and vacations. I cannot even. Yeah, the Cancun that. the Cancun trip's been scheduled three different times. Oh my gosh, we still try. haven't done that shit yet. I know. Yeah. So we rescheduled from go visiting my boyfriend over in Florida to. Mm-hmm. You think you're old? Wow. <laughs> no offense, JP. <laughs> uh. To going to Hawaii. So to go to Hawaii, they, you know, obviously have a bunch of COVID procedures that all of us have to jump through. It's easy for us who are vaxxed, but Xavier, who was half vaxxed, needed to get a special COVID negative test. So it started with me taking him to get tested and they couldn't figure out his label, like for his 
test tube or something. And so the hand. And I wasn't around for that. So I was I always wondering like what the heck that even meant. I never this. really quite understood what you were going through in the testing. Uh, you with, know, I had the intuition. Yeah. I had some intuition back then. Like this seems janky and messed up. Like I should have just went somewhere else. So, you know, for thinking about regrets, that would have been my, my first sign the that this was hindsight's 2020. <laughs> eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably better than 2020 now. Yeah. So worked, anyway, well. we got his COVID test done and then results never showed up and they never showed up and they never showed up. And the day before our flight, we get a notification that our flight had been canceled, which I think put us all into, we stopped, well, for me, I stopped worrying about the negative COVID test and was like, how the, how are we going to get to Hawaii? My focus just shift to, we need to find a flight. And I wasn't even available. I was flying yeah. at the time and you guys were just on a text message yeah. with Alaska trying to you, get things switched over. Yeah. You were like, literally okay, in the let air. Me know. Yeah. yeah. Let me know what you guys decide. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a, a one-way uh, or a nonstop flight turned into a five in the morning to San Jose mm-hmm. layover for you know an hour and and jump San Jose over to over to Maui. And once we got the flights figured out, we're like, okay, we can you know we have a plan. Yeah. And then and now what do we do? And it kind of then focuses back to like, okay, well, you just kept checking your email, checking mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. phone. Are we? Do we have the test? Do we have? The, We've taken how many COVID tests over the years? It's never PCRs. been a problem. No, I mean, I don't know how you've always gotten them 24 to, you know, the next 12 hours after that. <laughs> and uh, 36. So we just, whatever. And we just assumed and assumed and assumed, you know. I know. I know. So maybe that's like mistake number two. What happens when you assume? Yeah, we all know. You don't get to Maui. <laughs> so we. Get on our 5 a.m. flight to San Jose. And when you're heading to Hawaii, they do this really cool thing called pre-clear check. And they do it on the mainland so that when you do arrive in Hawaii, you can just show them your wristband and be whisked on through to get your baggage. Well, we couldn't do pre-clear in Seattle because we didn't have the COVID test. And we're like, oh, actually, no, it's you do it at your last where you're nonstop. So we could yeah, do the in departure Seattle. point that goes to Hawaii. That's where you do it. That's right. So we're like, okay, we'll do it in San Jose. Well, we got to San Jose with a 40 minute layover. And then we're stuck on the tarmac or in the plane or whatever for another 20 minutes. I so we people say tarmac. Is that the wrong word? Is that no, wrong? I'm just cracking up. I think it's a, it's a goofy word. I mean, I'm like, used do you to say it, it when you're funny. like, like I'm, I'm, I'm on the tarmac ready to take off. You don't say no, that? I would never never say tarmac. That's so like ever? Uh, civilian. No, I would never <laughs> say it. <laughs> Your mom says it too a lot. Uh, excuse me. Every time anybody says tarmac. Excuse me for my lot. civilian use of the word. Um, we were on the jetway. We're on the pavement. We're in the plane. <laughs> we're on the ground waiting to taxi to the gate. For Thank like you. 25 minutes. And... Then our layover that was like a 40-minute layover went to a 20-minute layover. It was literally yeah. get off the plane, use the restroom, run to the gate. We were on the way to the gate. There was a little booth where they were doing the pre-clear. Mm. So people are like, go do the pre-clear. We get to the pre-clear lady. She's like, uh, you got 20 minutes till the flight takes off. Go back and just get on the plane. Clear yeah, when yeah. you get there. So we ran, got on the plane, and figured 
you know, we were going to lose internet on the flight because it was over the water. At least mm-hmm. that was my assumption, which I think that did happen because we never got anything the whole way. Mm-hmm. And then we landed and we still never had the COVID test results. So we never had a <clears throat> COVID test when we land, which in my mind, here's another assumption, number 16 already probably, is that, well, we'll just clear the four of us or the three of us because Aiden wasn't with us. The three of us will clear. Xavier will be put in quarantine. We'll get his test in a couple hours and then we'll get cleared and we'll be good to go. That's what I assumed. So we go through and we're standing in the, in the pre-clear line, which is, I would say just a shit show in itself. You know, it's the people like us who didn't do their due diligence and everything's kind of a mess. And then you lady, in Hawaii, You're yeah, yeah. In Hawaii? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've yep. been in, trying to get cleared to go. She had all of our information and was asking us, where's Xavier's COVID test results? Yeah. And we're like, well, we're supposed to get them here shortly. Can you just clear us now? And then, you know, we'll, we'll add them on to the, uh, to the webpage tomorrow or whatever. And she's like, no, no exceptions. He's got to go into a 10 day quarantine. And then somebody else walked over and said something to her. <laughs> and all of a sudden it was. No, all uh, all four of you are going to be in a 10-day quarantine. I was like, well, we'll just get out of it. One no, nope, it's 10-day. The post result doesn't count. All of you are going to be in a 10-day quarantine. Okay, hold on. And, uh, was it the guy who... No, so no this was the girl. Okay. I elected not to bring that up, but if you want to, that was funny. <laughs> oh, thank shut you. that guy's head off. Oh, my God. Thank you for trying to protect my freak was, out. Uh, <laughs> So the first guy that comes up to help this gal who we're trying to finagle a less than a 10 day quarantine. I don't even remember what he said, but we're all in masks. Obviously he gave you a look. He gave you a yes. look. Yes. Like, what like, do you mean? You don't know. And then yeah. you're like, don't look at me like that. I think I grabbed your arm. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, he gave me, you, he gave me the look of you stupid woman. What are you doing? You should have known. He just gave me the look of like, you're the dumbest person I've ever experienced. And I was like, he's probably so sick and tired <laughs> of people like us showing up, assuming everything. And he's just, like everyone like, else. Probably compassion had, fatigue is to the max. Totally, so he couldn't even yeah, handle. He's, he's like, I don't care about you people. You, you screwed up. You yep. didn't bring your results. Yep. Whatever. Yeah. And, and I couldn't handle you know, it. I, I, I was like, grabbing your arm thinking. <laughs> Please don't make these people mad. Like maybe we could pay them five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my god! In the, in the state, oh, like, if shit. I could bribe them, I would. Oh you know? my god! Totally. Yeah. So that was when I think the kids were like, "Oh fuck, mom is yeah. about to lose it." Because I just went off on this guy for just looking at me sideways. And the kids so, always get nervous when you do that. And too. the kids do get nervous. So we're we're in line for I don't know an hour, and Tom's kind of dealing with it and talking talking to the gal and we're trying to finagle. And at one point I looked over at you and I was like, you're going to cry. Tom's about. I was, I was breathing heavy. <laughs> I was breathing heavy. My face was probably really red. I could visualize the vacation. Oh ending. my God. Oh, it it was like, visualizing oh my in my God. mind. I was like, the vacation's fucking over. Yeah. You know, uh, screw this. Yeah. We're getting hosed. You know, I just, it was all playing through. And, yeah. I, and I was, it was all the, all the little things that went through my mind. 
we got to go to the hotel. We got to possibly go somewhere else. We're stuck in our room. We can't leave. Mm. We got to get food. You know, what do we do? Where do we go? It was every little thing like racing through my, my mind at that point. And I think for you, like that's where, that's what generally tips your stress off is when you foresee the 1500 steps in the future. Yes. Rather than I like, have the ability to see the future. Oh, not a lot of people have that. I do. Okay. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah, I feel bad. Which I feel bad. do you? Well, it causes a lot of stress for you and the people around you. So maybe keep that future casting to yourself. <laughs> so, well, so you realized it though. So yeah. you, you kind of grabbed my arm and you were like, everything's fine. We're going to yep. be good. Yeah. We kind of, at times, you know, if I'm like that, you're opposite. We're opposite, yeah. which always is a benefit. Totally. It was like, I knew in that moment you were about to start, you're going to lose it. And so I'm like, nope, go ahead, throw us into quarantine. And the other thing is they had to call our hotel to even find out if we were allowed to check in because certain hotels don't let quarantined families or individuals in, which makes total sense. And the yeah. thing is like, I, this is the reason I love Hawaii. We, me, we're a COVID conscious family. And so all the reasons that I love Hawaii, you know, just kind of went against us. So this is nothing to do with their procedures whatsoever. Where's call on well, the shitty side me of it. Off. Totally. I mean, I, I love the fact that you're strict and all that, but where's mm-hmm. the common sense and you finally get a negative test and you can't I go live, live. I mean, whatever. I don't want I to know. get into that, but I'm going to lose my mind just thinking about it. Totally. Totally. So we said, go ahead and put us into quarantine. They called the hotel. We, you know, I mean, it was just like this somber walk through the Hawaii airport to collect our luggage, which at that point had been on the conveyor belt. Then who knows where my freaking luggage was. We finally found it. Thank God. We go get the rental car and we kind of sit in the rental car. Like, what do we do? Cause we knew literally like every five seconds. We're like, no, let's come up with a short term plan. Totally. Totally. It was literally like that. Okay. Let's Uh go get the car. Okay. When we get the car, they need food. Okay. Take me to Burger King. Mm-hmm. All right, we get to Burger King, give them the impossible whopper, mm-hmm. and then let's mm-hmm. sit there and figure out what we're doing. We, as soon as we get in the car, all of our heads were like on straight. And then, you know, throughout the course of this no, whole trip, like, everyone experiences their, uh, their like grief for the, and the sadness for the ruined vacation at a different time. We get in the car and Xavier was number one to just, you know, in tears, vacations over ruined, you know. Yeah. Just and, thinking it's his whole fault. And, yeah, and nothing yeah. to do with him. I think, you know, you experienced it first with the reality. I think it set in right. for you yeah. at the airport. Then we get in the car, Xavier loses it. We get to Burger King and we're literally going through every good, bad, ridiculous, outlandish idea we can possibly think of at that moment. Like, I mean, we just went through it all. And what it came down to was we needed to, we decided to go check into the hotel and from there kind of establish a home headquarters to get out of Hawaii, just leave, figure out where we're going to go next. But we knew we weren't going to stay at that point. Right. Yeah. And I think we needed to get somewhere to just be able to drop all our stuff and regroup, reorganize, you know, and, and just like then as a family brainstorm, like every idea on demand. Mm-hmm. on what we're going to do now because you know we're going to be stuck in a room. Yeah. And stuck in a room is freaking no joke. Yeah. I mean it that's what it was. We didn't really know that when we got no, to the we hotel, didn't. but we got to the hotel and 
it's literally I, I'm going to check in and you know they're so, like okay we'll put you we'll put you in your room uh-huh. and I'm like okay well you know do we get Did, do we get keys they didn't give us any keys uh-huh. security takes us up to the room yeah uh, don't go anywhere you're not allowed to leave period yeah here's the QR code to order food I mean it was a jail cell it was totally jail cell it's a beautiful room definitely recommend the Weston uh, room and balcony. That's all I can recommend in Maui at this point. Um, <laughs> but our room overlooked. Yeah, what are we room. supposed to do? Leave a review on TripAdvisor? Oh, hey, just let you guys know the quarantine room at the West is really <laughs> nice if you get it. Top notch, top notch quarantine room. I could not imagine being there for 10 days. We would have gone insane. And so I think actually my status upgraded us a little bit to a decent view. And I think they felt bad for us totally in general, you know, because I told them a story and they get it. So it's whatever. So literally a security guard walks us to our room. We get into our room. Of course we check out the balcony. I order some beer and food. Well, yeah, immediately. And picked up, you know, some virgin pina coladas for the kids. And we sat out on the deck and decided to just basically find, you know, I mean, yeah, we, we thought about flying a lot of different places, but you know, what was the fastest way we can get out of here? What's the fastest way we can leave and get back to the mainland. And we found a flight to LA, which at least put us somewhere where we could be outside of our room. And then we went from there. But for me in the hotel room, that's what it hit me. That's when like the sadness and the grief and the pain and the like, Oh my God, this sucks. And I just started crying. I don't, and I, I'm not a crier. I'm like our daughter. We keep our emotions to ourselves as best we can. Unless you're talking about when you love me. And then I (laughs) just bawl my eyes out. Come on. I'm not going to lie to my listeners now. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize you were really crying either out there on the balcony for probably a little bit. I was probably, you know, trying to book tickets or some airline i don't know i look out there and you're kind of you know slouched and kind of looking at i was like something's up there i walk out to talk to you you're in tears and the door was cracked and i remember aya could slightly hear what was going on and she's yeah. giving me the look and oh geez I, it's fine it's fine yeah you know it, it, it's just what has to happen right now mm-hmm. but yeah that was I, when it, it hit you Totally. And I think that like, for me, that was interesting that it's like for four hours, I just sat out there and cried. I cried the whole way back to the airport. And then once we were on the plane, we, you know, I passed out and, and moved on, but that was a big emotional event for me that I didn't process until later in the trip. Right. And yeah, the kids were like, what is happening? Mom's freaking out. And so we, how many hours later, packed up and got back to the airport and took a red eye to LA five yeah. in the room for like four or five hours. Probably something like that. Yep. And so we get to LA and we decide to make the best of it. So we found a hotel near Universal Studios. We slept, took a nap for, I don't know, another five hours in the hotel that morning. <laughs> And then got up at 11 and did Universal Studios and we crushed it in a day. So totally opposite to the dream that I had in my mind of relaxation by the pool, reading my book. It was like, you know, 15,000 steps at 
Universal Studios. But it it felt like a good choice in that moment. Well, I mean, yeah, when you're trying to do a makeshift Mm -hmm. vacation and you're going to go to L.A., you know, I just think of theme parks and the beach and Mm -hmm. the beach really wasn't a major option with the weather. So, right. Yeah, it made me think of theme parks, but we really only had a plan when we landed in LA for like a couple of nights. We really didn't have a plan for the whole five or six nights that we had originally, you know, planned for the vacation. So, I mean, at any given time, we could have just gone home. Mm -hmm. We could have ended up going here, going there. And so I think after we did Universal Studios was when you and I had the kind of heart to heart combo at the bar there and was like, really trying to hash the rest of it all out. Yeah, because it I, it dawned on me then as we were, you know, talking and having drinks and eating amazing vegan food was that I wasn't really sad about, I was sad about the vacation. Don't get me wrong. And I also know like, we will do it again. It wasn't the one and only time. Like we'll be back. We'll do another vacation. But what I was really mourning was the loss of the beach and the loss of being close to the ocean and the loss of being able just to sit outside and relax. And well, so, and God forbid you have to come back to Washington weather. No <laughs> offense. Wah. But kill me with the rain and shit. <sighs> totally. The whole point of going to Hawaii in December is to get out yeah, of this. It is. And I think, you know, like, <clears throat> I, what is it? Seasonal dis- depression disorder or something, you know, where people get like sad during the winter when it's like dark and you can't go outside and it's dreary and cold and nasty. It's the a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a thing. And and so what I realize is, and we would, you don't need to get into what I realize is I need more of it. And so the cool thing about, I think you and I, is that we can ask for what we need and then whether it happens or it doesn't happen, the other person is willing to like, listen and Hey, let's explore it. I need more sunshine. I need water. I need a change of scenery. All right. Well, let's talk about that. Nothing's going to happen right now. We're in Universal Studios about ready to go to Six Flags Magic Mountain. But we can talk about it and we can dream and we can set a plan in place to get more of what the other person needs. True? Absolutely. And like one of the one of the takeaways after the full day was you're like, oh, where's my peace and quiet? Where's mm-hmm. my relaxation? Mm-hmm. I think that kind of pointed us into the direction of Santa Barbara, just Mm -hmm. from trying to figure out, you know, hotels that had beach access and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. And then we did Six Flags Magic. Oh, hey, we got to see Aiden. He came up. That was pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. He wasn't slated to be in Hawaii with his schedule, but he's Mm -hmm. only a three hour drive from uh, La Jolla and he came up with his buddies and did Magic Mountain. So that was a lot of fun too. That was fun because his buddies live around there and they were able to kind of school us on how to do it. And nobody was there. It was kind of a dream. It's like the way you would want to do, I would imagine, California or Six Flags. There's yeah. no lines. It was it was great. It was and, perfect. Yeah. And it was roller coasters, not yeah, and the weather a lazy was river. Great. Yeah. There was this vibe throughout oh. the whole time. Like every day there was the same hint of a vibe of well we should still be in hawaii or well it's not hawaii weather or you know you know is it worth it are we doing Mm -hmm. the right thing Mm -hmm. i think we questioned everything like the whole time Mm -hmm. even though we were trying to make the best of it but Mm -hmm. you know and i think we did make the best of it but i also think we did a good job of like this it's fun and it sucks 
because it sucks yeah, that we're yeah. not where we're supposed to be and we're still having right. fun. It can be both. Yeah. I mean, what was the, the one of the main alternatives was just go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we opted not to do that. So I, I think that we did make the best of it because we opted to just keep on rolling. Yep. So my compromise after we did the theme parks was to go to Santa Barbara, get me a hotel that has some beach access. And that turned out to be another, you know, like experience. We stayed at the nicest hotel or I don't even know if the nicest, but on points, we were able to get into Ritz Carlton, which is definitely an experience for the family. And we stayed up late and we had laughs and we played games and we um, were just kind of just together. Like it was just a bunch of togetherness. The freaking pool was heated. The freaking pool was heated. Oh my God. I wonder. Snorkeled in the pool. I didn't. (laughs) I was wondering if like the Ritz Carlton Santa Barbara has ever had kids playing football in the pool before. (laughs) It's definitely a little uppity. It was it was our family and about like uh three other like business conferences with business people and business totally. attire. It was hysterical. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So what I think they'd come around the pool and they were taking pictures and I was flexing my freaking muscles. Oh my gosh, rock solid. Know, mm-hmm. Just trying to mess with them. You know, hey, <laughs> look at me. Yeah. Santa Barbara. So we toured UCSD. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I got to see the college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we did try to surf a day. Right, but it was a bus. But, yeah. You know what, though? Mm-hmm. Like, when we had had that many bus, it's like, man, whatever. Who cares? That's yeah. It's, like, it's another, yeah. you know, bus. Get back to the room and go yeah. to the pool and sit in the hot tub and mm-hmm. get another drink. Like, oh, surprise, yeah. surprise, it didn't work out again. Yeah. <laughs> Not that big of a deal. Um, left my headphones in the car uh, on the way home. That was like the topper for me, like this freaking oh first vacation. I left my Sony uh, headphones in the rental. Uh, Did they ever uh, get back to you? No, I'll never see those again. Are you kidding? Yeah. Like if you look back and reflect, what do you think the biggest learning lessons that we had as a family from that like really f- cursed vacation were? Don't assume. Mm. That's a good one. <laughs> you know? Read the fine print on everything. One, I always say that one of our, you know, family values is spontaneity. Like we love to just pick up and go and it's never bitten us in the ass. Like it did with this one. Like just assuming. This wasn't even spontaneous. We had it planned. We were ready to roll. I mean, spontaneous, like everything's going to work out. Don't read the fine print. It's going to be fine. That kind of like vibe or thought. So uh, don't assume. Okay. What other lessons? Uh, well, I think that we can accomplish anything if we stick together. You know, mm. I think the four of us were really, really uh, bonded and like secure with each other to just mm. be able to make good decisions, make plans, execute and jump on board to what we were doing. You know I mean? The kids had to be on board to go to Universal Studios, Magic Mountain, Santa Barbara, like at mm. any given second, everybody had to like adapt. You know, I mean, I remember pulling the shades open at like 1030 in the morning of the Universal Studios. Everyone's kind of rolling around after that red eye. Like, what are you doing? And (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, hey, we didn't just stay by the Universal Studios to sit here and sleep all day long. Mm -hmm. You know, we're here to do this. So get the freak up. Let's roll. And everybody just adapts. You know, we just, you know, that's what we got to do. And everybody knows. So, yep. Yep. I think that for sure. 
is number one for me too. It's like, and also adapt and compromise. Like Universal Studios and Magic Mountain, like literally those would be the last two things I would ever want to do on a trip that I was planning to go to Hawaii. I didn't think you'd go on any rides. Well, I (laughs) definitely, I was, I was in the same boat as everyone else. Like, is this what I want to do? No. Am I willing to make the best of it in this moment for everyone else? Yes. Right. Yeah. Harry Potter land was awesome. I felt like a wizard. You did. It was cool. That was cool. That was surprisingly cool. Um, I've always wished I was a wizard. Why? Magical powers. Wish I had a wand. I can buy you a wand. (laughs) (laughs) It won't won't do me any good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I need Um, the powers. All right. So our adaptability, really, when we come together as a family, we can do anything. And I agree. I think that was pretty darn cool. What I want to do it over. Yeah, we did. We did. All right. That's it. I just wanted to share our story about how we got through a really shitty vacation and came all broke apart at different times and came together and supported each other in those different times just to show, I don't know, the vulnerability of when things go sideways and it was our fault. And then what we do with, with it when it does go sideways. Yeah. I think of like the word resilience, but that mm-hmm. sounds kind of strong, but we, we mm-hmm. did have the resilience to like keep pushing forward, but I, and I don't want to uh, discount like you know, the privilege and the ability to change a vacation like that and go somewhere else. Uh, you know, we were on points, we were on miles, mm-hmm. we were, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, not everybody can, uh, has the ability to do what we did yeah. either. And yeah. uh, we got, you know, we were lucky in a lot of ways too, if you think about it like that. Absolutely. And I think it's a big example of what it's like to, you know, pivot and adapt and be resilient. And we can use this example in everyday life. When things don't go according to plan whatsoever, what do you do to find a sliver of silver lining? What do you do to pivot and keep moving forward despite nothing going according to plan? Totally. Did I get that? You got it, Mod. So here's the deal. I ask everybody who I interview the exact same question at the end of the interview. So I'm going to, I know, I'm going to see what you have got to say about this. Tom, what does living on purpose mean to you? Oh, what does living on purpose mean to me? I would say that you are doing things, obviously purposely, but in a way to design a life that somewhat revolves around what you are passionate about. Um, For me, obviously, I've been living a life on purpose when it comes to flying airplanes. So I kind of get it. And that's what it means to me. I love it. How was this experience for you? Uh, Fine. Great. Yeah. Perfect. We're in different rooms. I'm in my bedroom and you're in the office. It's funny watching each other on Zoom. I know. It's awesome. Uh, Well, you know, you did great. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think you did great. Oh, oh, thank you. I appreciate you. This was great. I think this was fun. I was going to. I look forward to listening to it. Yeah, right. I was going to thank you for not talking in the Borat um, (laughs) voice the whole time. I do appreciate that. Oh, well, you're welcome. All right. Love you. Love you too. Thank you. Bye. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you loved this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.